0: You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church, ross on Y. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Yeah, you'll be short, my preaching. Believe me. I hope so. Good morning, church. Are you rejoicing? Because I don't know. I feel like I came to a party. I need to use my, my... Brand new shirt. Because it's a party. It's a family. It is. I don't know how you feel it. But you know. In the past. When people would have their Sunday church outfit. so And they would reserve like the best thing. I, I am like that. I am this mood. To reserve the best thing. For the church. I think I am in this mood too. And I. I, I, I we'll do a, a, a trial this morning. Because. Uh, as I was preparing my preaching, uh, I felt this, and especially because we're rejoicing that we are for, for the first time in, this, in this, this new building. God is adding, God is uh, allowing us to grow, uh, to fall into f- the favor of people. And I felt, you know, like can, you have a Christmas party and you want to celebrate, you want to enjoy, but there's always that uncle that wants to give a speech and, uh, or, or like really annoying, annoying or really long. Or even, I was this gentleman, best man, Uh, and is there something worse than you being on a a wedding and there's a really, really long speech and everyone say, come on, quickly. Although you want to embarrass the the groom, of course, but you want to make it quickly so people can enjoy the party. So I I want to uh, speak quickly this morning because I want us to spend some time together. First of all, Lou, welcome. It's so how long are we praying were we praying for the visa? One year and two weeks, five hours and three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woman they know about time. When Paula and myself we broke up, she uh, we dated first and we broke up and she know that we stay apart for two years, two weeks, five hours and three minutes. <laughs> It's yeah, it's remarkable. I'm kidding, (laughs) but yeah, so welcome. It's so good to have you here to see the family complete. Uh, uh, yeah, you're part of this family, so it's so good. If you're visiting for the first time, you're also really welcome. Do we have something to put the Bible Uh, somewhere? Oh, it's here, but it's oh, it's broken, it's brand new and it's broken. Okay, so there's no worry. There's no worry. It's okay, really. Don't worry. The best thing I like, I like informality. I like, and everything works, happens with with us. We went for uh, a meal with uh, a couple who just started coming to the church in Hereford a while ago. And I, I have this I like to, to I see it the first time, and I said, oh, let's go for a meal and everything. But everything happens with us. Anything that we can go wrong happens with us. So we were, first time, I never spoke to them. This big bird pulls on my shirt. Uh, and then we sit to eat together. My belt explodes. Uh, I said, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that's why I joined the gym. Yeah. Can you see already? Thank you very much. Anyway. Yeah, th- yeah, this is my friend, okay? After, uh, you can ask him about my coffee. We are talking about family, friendship. And do you know, I want to start this morning talking about a research that was done by Harvard. So Harvard has done the longest uh, study ever. It's been uh, under study for 80 years already. Uh, so they started studying a group of men. They grew up, they they got married, they had children, and this research was about quality of life and happiness. So it's not biblical, it's not Christian, it's a a university, Harvard uh, uh, Medical School, and they came to a conclusion. They have proven scientifically the best thing for happiness in someone's life. Can you guess what it is? You can't because I already told this. On our life group. Can you guess what is the best thing for friendship in... Uh, that's a problem. When you, uh, you are thinking in a language. And Okay, let's, let's re-run. Can you guess what it is the best thing for happiness in someone's life? No fame. No money. Can you guess what it is? Friendship. Healthy Relationships. So, there is a study that has proven proven that the best thing for someone to be happy in life, for someone to achieve success in life, is having closer to him good relationships. I think I I read something about that in the Bible. Jesus said that. And this morning, I, I, I want to do a rehearsal of something. I want to spend some time worshiping together. Because I fully believe that we, we, there's power in God when we get together. I don't want to be over here just teaching and teaching and teaching something. But I want to rejoice the fact that I'm here with my friends. Because sometimes we forget the power of God and how does it work? How does it work? The power of God works not by someone teaching. But the power of God works when we get together. The Bible says that uh, when... How pleasant it is when people get together, because then the father pours out life and blessing forevermore. We are this, this couple here is part of, of my life group, and I've been challenging them. I've been challenging them because uh, I, I set a target, a date for us to be multiplying. also Martin and Lynette, also part of our life group. Uh, and I'm giving them, we're giving together. A time for us to be multiplying. Because I told them I'm not raising over there children, I'm raising over there parents. People that are responsible to look after others. So I said I'm not raising people over here to be just receiving, 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 but I'm raising people over here to be going and looking after others. So future, in the future, in a short future, maybe we're gonna have Pastor Murray. And his wife, leading, come on, yeah? Leading, a group, leading. We'll have Martin. Can you imagine a, a live group where Martin is leading? <laughs> Woo-hoo, yes! You see, I would love to be there. Especially for the coffee, because he's really precise on the coffee. Seven minutes waiting. If it's six minutes waiting, no good. Eight minutes, too much. So if you're making coffee, Germans know how, how to make coffee, seven minutes. So if you go to his life group, you're going to have the best coffee ever. If you're in my life group, maybe not so much. <laughs> because I made the first time I made coffee for this gentleman, he thought I was in someone's house, and the coffee, I didn't know where everything was. So I, t- I used the kettle that I didn't know it was broken, and I used the cafetiere that I didn't know it was broken as well. So when he drank, it was cold and powdery. Uh, And he kept drinking, so I went over there, uh, and at that time, I used to put sugar in my coffee still, uh, and when I drank, I said, Andrew, this is terrible, why are you drinking this? Oh, I thought that how Brazilians like coffee, I did not want to be rude. (laughs) I said, please, don't do that. Uh, Because if you are with your friends, and if you don't like something, you need to have the freedom to say, you know, JP, if that's how they make coffee in Brazil, it's... Terrible. It's the worst coffee ever. Because you expect that from friendship, to be honest. And there's no problem on it. Uh, the problem is when the, he tells the story every single time for five years to everyone we meet. They know already the story of the coffee. They, don't, they say, don't trust his coffee. And that's when the friendship goes too far away. <laughs> but it is, it's this place where, where God pours out life and blessing forevermore. It's this environment where... Where people, they can get together. And we're going to read uh, together. I'm going to read a, a story. And please, don't judge me if it feels like a blasphemy, okay? I'm reading a story, and you might not agree with me. But I just want to say the story today. Can you open your Bible in Mark chapter 2? Mark chapter 2. It says like this. Has everyone opened? Yes? A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum. ah, Why those words so difficult? The people heard that he had come home. So many gathered uh, that... uh, so many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic, someone who could not walk, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus' and, After digging through it, lowered the mat uh, where the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Let's just clarify what is happening over here. Jesus was in a place, really crowded, no space for anyone. Suddenly, there was this man, ill. And people were bringing him to Jesus, but there was no space. So his friends said, I'm not giving up. His friends thought, I know the man that is over there, and I know he can do something. I'm not the one leaving this man behind. I'm going to do something. We are going to do something. So then they went to the, to the roof. They made a hole. Poor owner of the house. But then they destroyed the ceiling of the house. And then they put the man literally in front of Jesus. Jesus came to the man and said, man, because of the friend's. Because of your friends your sins are forgiven. Everyone started to say who is this man who can forgive sins? This is outrageous. And then Jesus said because they don't believe I'm also going to heal you. So they can know that the Son of, uh, man of God can forgive sins stand up and walk. I love this part because it tells me tell us how important it is friendship. Because I don't know if you are understanding what is happening over here. I fully believe that man that was paralyzed, that could not walk, had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. But I fully believe that he was saved before that happened. Because that man had all his sins forgiven by the faith of his friends. I keep thinking to myself, how can someone go to hell if there's no sense to, to blame him? How can the person, let's say that this is my friend that I'm carrying too heavy. Yeah, marriage has been good to you. So I am carrying my friend. It's, it's difficult to carry him. I'm not going to properly do it. <laughs> Just, but yes, am yes, It's heavy. And then I place this man, this friend of mine, into the presence of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ tells him, you know, because of the faith of your friends, there's no condemnation upon you anymore. Your sins are forgiven. My friend, can you understand the power of friendship? You can take a seat, please. I can carry someone in a way, in a way, that the sins of that person can be forgiven. That is what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that I can walk with someone in such a way that I can have faith for that person. We have faith for, for people. We, we were having uh, a prayer meeting in, in, in Hereford uh, a few months ago, the 24 hours prayer. And there was a moment when we had... Uh, uh, God really challenged my, 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 me to do a, a call for prayer for those who are struggling with mental health. And we had people who come to the front and we were praying with them. and uh, two weeks ago, a few weeks ago two weeks ago, I, I was preaching in Hereford, and before I started preaching, someone a friend sent me a message that was over there with us that day, and, and she said this, "Do you know J.P?" I just failed to testify. Let me see if I can still have his her message. Sorry. Because I think that is what. I thought I needed to tell you that the 24 hours prayer we had, you called us forward to have prayer for depression and anxiety. And I was delivered that evening and has been given joy. I had depression for almost 21 years and anxiety. it started just over 10 years ago and i just can't feel a thing anymore i believe i believe Do you know why we're in this in this new building because i believe in friendship and i believe we can be the answer for the people outside i believe in unity We, we met uh, this guy on uh, Tony and Cherith's uh, birthday, uh, her Eliana's birthday. Uh, and there was this guy over there. And I started to talk to him. And I got his number. I give my number to everyone. And I said, you know what? Let's go for a drink. Let's, let's go for a coffee or something. And then we were talking every other time. But nothing worked. Nothing worked. Uh, and one day, we were in the live group where Tony and Chess also come. Uh, And it was interesting because the day we went for a a drink last Friday. Uh, And he said, you know what Tony said about you? They said, if you say, if JP said he's going to meet you, he will. You can't wait. Because that will work. So we went and I I invited him uh, to come to the church the next time I'm preaching in Hereford. He said, oh, I don't know if I can. I'm not that much hallelujah person. And I said, no problem. I'm not that as well. So I said, oh, do you, when you preach, do you use those? Uh, I said, well, if you want me to, but I prefer not to. But you know what? I don't. Sometimes, are you praying for someone to be saved? Who is praying for someone to be saved? I am. I have people in my family that are not Christian. And sometimes we struggle a lot. Let me t- explain to you how salvation works. Can I have my friend again? I need someone to be Jesus. Sam, can I embarrass you? He will kill me after that. But that's what friends do. Sam, you're going to be Jesus, okay? Look, he will definitely kill me after this. No pressure, okay? So this is the the sinner, the guy who doesn't, Yes. But my friend, someone I love, and I can do something. I can, I can pray and I can have the best intentions and say, do you know, you need Jesus. Go there. Find a way. But that's sometimes what we do in our prayer. We're just sending, we're praying and investing. Don't go yet. Because people, <laughs> but we have this intention to make people go to Jesus. Because we want. But sometimes we understand how selfish she can be because there's no commitment. There's no commitment. There's no effort. There's, uh, it's only this person trying to fulfill my expectations. It's a good expectation. Yes, but it's my expectation. I am trying to send him to Jesus, and he will get lost over there. He will get lost over there. But you know what we should be doing. So are you praying for someone to be saved? I'll give you the right strategy for that. Make sure this person is walking with you. Do you know, you know why? Because... Because if I know I'm going to Jesus, I am going to Jesus. I know that. If I know I'm going to Jesus, and I'm making the effort to be with someone, so let's let's walk with me, and then he will try to escape. I said, No, let's let's have a coffee, and he will try to escape again. I said, Let's make some picanha, Brazilian barbecue, and suddenly, when he realized he's close to Jesus because he was walking with me. Thank you very much, Jesus. Thank you so much, sinner. But you may... And you may say, but JP, Bible says... Two don't walk together if there's no agreement. Or uh, the good, uh, the bad behavior can mix. I don't know the, the verse in English. But bad behavior can destroy everything. So let me tell you something. Make sure you know who is leading. Who is leading? My friend, there's a table. I love the table. I love the table. I love this place. I make some good results. I need to change the the recipe because people are getting tired of my results now. But I love the table. And Jesus loves the table. Jesus was crucified once, but he was in the table twice teaching about the crucifixion. John 13, 14, 15, he was at the table, was eating together, explaining the cross. And then he went where? To the cross. And then he died, paid the price, was back to life again. And where did he go after? To the table. If you see the end of the book of John, he sits again and he eats together because he didn't understand. So he didn't die again. Oh, my goodness, my disciples, they don't understand anything. I'm going to have to die again for them. No. Then he sits again, and they saw that Jesus was the Savior after he was sharing the bread again. So I want to do something this morning. I want to invite the worship the that as well. Because I want to do something. I don't know. I'm not responsible for what God wants to do. I am responsible to create opportunities for us to be together. It's something really simple. But I need to create opportunities for us to be together. As a church leader, as a pastor, my effort is to make sure that we are spending time together. Because then God can do whatever he wants. He can add whoever he wants. I came this morning... Uh, with that 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 passage of the Bible about the great feast in my heart, and Jesus was saying he sent he invited people to come to the for the party for the for the wedding for the great, great feast, and they didn't come, and then he said, "Go outside, invite everyone to come, because the food is ready, the table is ready, the party is ready," and we struggle so much to do that we. My friend there is something in this morning i don't know what god can do this morning i know something when we get together he will do something because that's a place where he likes to be so maybe you got over here this morning with something heavy in your heart you have no idea how challenging it was for us to be to coming this morning Everything will try to separate us. I was with my brother I, this last week. We didn't see each other for three years. I took him back to the airport. It took me nearly 10 hours to drive him, going and coming back. And I was thinking, it's so expensive to see my brother. For me to see my brother, it needs to, it needs to involve air tickets, place to stay, coming and going. I don't see my brother if I don't make investments. And we still didn't understand that we don't see each other here if we don't make investments. Visa processes are so expensive. But if you need, you would sell a kidney to raise funds to be together. It's just a metaphor, okay? he will do something.